Whoa, 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 whoa. Welcome back, podcast fans. We are here coming at you with another episode of the Weekly Wilson Podcast. I am your lead vocalist, Brian Wilson. And I am your bass guitarist, Jay Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) And we also picked up on Bronson's criticism slash recommendation from last week. And in the studio right now, we have yet another guest. Everybody give it up for Ryan Hillier Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Willier. Hello, everybody. Hi, Ryan. Ryan. Long-time friend, long-time fan of the show. Glad we could have you on. <laughs> I don't know if you want to your put that hair on. Is... <laughs> your hair is long and flowing. I have not seen it in quite some time. It is down to your chest. Yeah. It's intimidating. It is. Uh, mid-back on the back end, too. Like, <laughs> oh, goodness. It's getting at, like, donation range, yeah. which is kind of the, yeah. the intent at this point. It's this long, and oh, yeah? I'll try to grow it out to donate some of it. So nice. Do you guys Do you think... have any short-term oh. plans to cut it? Uh, I need to get a trim. I th- my my ends. I'm hyper aware of my hair quality now, which is kind of <laughs> annoying. But my ends are getting <laughs> split up, so I need to get a, a nice trim. Get a half inch. Do you off get... Yeah, because because you were on the Jay Wilson bandwagon of like never washing your hair for a while, right? Are you still on that train? I am now on a very minimal. So it's 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 problematic to say that I never wash my hair. I definitely wash my hair, but I don't use <laughs> shampoo quite as often. Um I, I Ryan's like don't lump me in with these barbarians. <laughs> Well, the problem is like, that I, I started the no washing bandwagon, and then Andrew just said, "Oh, like no washing the hair. I'm just gonna not use any cleanliness products." And then I got lumped into that. <laughs> yeah, I took bandwagon. it to the next level. <laughs> but anyways, right. <laughs> yeah, it's I I stopped using shampoo. Um, I think once I my hair hit like my ear length. I don't know. That's like six inches or something. Um, and that was terrible because I was in the middle awkward stage and then also had really stinky hair because I stopped using shampoo. Because <laughs> you have that like month where your hair just produces so much oil. Uh, uh-huh. It was terrible. But I feel like I've had the gross hair. I don't know if I've ever had the stinky hair. Yeah, I remember when Ryan had the stinky hair. I think I was a, he was in Silver yeah. Lake for that time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember like, we'd be That's like, great. all right, guys, don't get too close to Ryan's head. <laughs> <laughs> it was right around when I was quitting my job, too. So it was... They, they must have seen the writing on the wall. <laughs> but um, Big homeless vibes. Big homeless vibes. <laughs> I then adopted that... Uh, apple cider vinegar and baking soda wash method i forget there's like a name that's a lot easier to say um but basically you you wash your hair with diluted baking soda and then you uh condition it with the apple cider vinegar which is also diluted nice and that worked for a while and now i found like a natural shampoo bar because part of the reason i dropped the shampoo in general was i was trying to go plastic free for everything Um, and I found a couple, uh, shampoo bars that I use now, like every couple weeks. Dang. Nice. It's definitely not near the 
you know, swimming level washing my hair where I, I think I washed <laughs> my hair every night and then killed it with chlorine <laughs> yeah. the next day. So my word. Yeah. We're past that. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. All right. Well, now that we're fully updated on Ryan's hair, <laughs> yeah. I think we can jump into the usual first topic of the podcast, um, which is fun stuff from the past week. Yeah. Jay, I feel like I've been owning the show, cutting you off. It's really hard to not talk over each other because of the delay we're working with, but... Well, I think... Do you want to... I don't know, like, the mathematics of the whole situation, but I feel like the way your delay works is that if I jump in after Ryan starts talking, then you haven't perceived that I've started talking, and then charge ahead. So, like, I feel like it lends itself more towards you going strong, you Yeah, know? <laughs> I feel like that's pretty accurate. But I so didn't... maybe I'll just have to pause longer than usual. Yeah. You gotta take real dramatic pauses. <laughs> um... <laughs> Dun, dun, dun! But I did have, I didn't have a lot of, like, I didn't have a really story arc for the whole week, but I did have several incidents, or events, per se, that um, I did want to get out into um, content that I can monetize. So, um, first thing, <laughs> and the most annoying thing, someday. was, yeah, someday, I, I got got by Sling, man. They got me. Sling? Yeah. No, you got sling. I got slung. No. <laughs> so the way You're it works, sling dog. Yeah. So sling is an online cable provider that Brian and I will often sign up for a free trial of to watch some sort of sports game, track meet, football game, who knows. But um, so a lot of important football games have been happening, and I wanted to watch. It was the Browns uh, versus the Chiefs. And I was real excited, so I got Sling so that I could watch Ooh. it. Yeah. So then I got Sling, and they didn't have the game. They had the Buccaneers game, but not the Browns game. Wait, what? Yeah, I was heated. So then I was so upset that That's I just a bunch like of trash. Yeah. So I I saw that um, or I think before I turned it off, it said that the Browns game would be tomorrow, but it was happening that day. So I think they would have just like aired a recording the day after. But I was just like, I'm not gonna do uh -huh. that. So I. Like, exited out of Sling, and then just found, like, a radio stream online for free and listened to that. Uh -huh. Needless to say, I forgot that I had gotten Sling because I wasn't even able to use it. So, it was only a three-day <laughs> trial, and I remembered one day too late, so now I have a month of Sling. Oh, and that's, like, 60 bucks, isn't it? It was 30, but still a huge bummer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of an emotional blow than yeah. a monetary blow. <laughs> it's just like, oh, they got me yeah their stupid ploy worked and it's like that's their whole like it feels so devious when they're just like oh we automatically charge you at the end of the free trial it like feels like they scammed me but in a sense i was trying to scam them the whole time so it's like exactly. i just got what was coming to me man and it didn't feel good yeah i've got got before i wonder how many times i've used like random trials like that i have a spreadsheet to keep track i know <laughs> i've got got once i think so yeah you can keep talking though okay well the next thing that was probably the biggest uh event um secondly uh i feel like 16 we... <laughs> i have done that trial gambit 16 times and i've got got once dang <laughs> well, that's not too bad of numbers um i know yeah yeah but the second, thing, out in the, end. the second thing I wanted to talk about was apples. So we eat a lot of apples, or at least you do, Brian. Ryan, you like apples? I love apples. Yeah, I yeah. ate an apple today. 
Well, how about these apples, guys? So, <laughs> I don't even have that. Someone plan. made that joke at work last week too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh my word. Okay. Well, anyway, so I was at. But then he actually gave us apples too. Okay. Well, that's nice. I was at the um, Newport Aldi, shopping for apples among <laughs> other things. But um, I have been recently springing for Honeycrisp apples because they're not that much more expensive at Aldi since the, everything's cheap. Um. And they're just so much better than Gala that it's, like, worth it to me, in a way. But I saw Cosmic Crisp Apples at the Aldi this trip. What? I had never even heard of them. They were ginormous. And they I... sound out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so I got a bag, and I didn't even really, like, pay that much attention to, like, if they were more or less than Honeycrisp Apples. I just was just like, I need to try Cosmic Apples. Like, I can't pass this opportunity up. But, um... Yeah. They were quite possibly the wettest apples I've ever eaten in my entire life. <laughs> the wettest apples? Yeah, I would say juicy, but it felt more like they were just wet. It was like, you know how, like, when you're eating, like, a burrito and, like, the juices start falling out? And it's, like, just sitting there dripping as you're holding yeah. it? Yeah. It was like I would be eating the apple and I would just be holding it there, and then it would just be, like, dripping. And I'd be like, what is going on with this apple? Was it comparable to, like, a watermelon? I'd say there was an equal amount of slurping. Like, the density was obviously <laughs> higher, but I had to really get in there to make sure I wasn't getting apple all over the place. So maybe, like, a pear? Or a peach? Hmm. Would, do, you think, do you still think it was closer to an apple than to any other fruit? I mean, it tasted and felt like an apple. It was just, like, super-duper wet. <laughs> <laughs> you it's know? like you bite into the apple and then just like pour out some juice no yeah it was like the juice just kept on coming it was like oversaturated with apple juice huh. that's insane yeah so it was like, cosmic man stuck it with water like a syringe yeah just, like injected yeah. more liquid into it it's like a hydrated like chicken breast really juicy yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. But that was the other small thing. So I just wanted to let you know about that since you're pretty into the Apple game, I know, Brian. Um, Hold on. Yeah, I have some comments. Yeah, go um, for it. <laughs> so you go Honeycrisp all the time now? Yeah, it's a game changer. I can't go back. Because I, living on expenses on GE's dime, I was like, I can get whatever apples I want. I'm getting Honeycrisp. And I got them for like a week. And by the end of that week, I was like, these are just like painfully sweet. Like, I don't like these anymore. Hmm. I can only eat Honeycrisps like, I can eat one pack a month is basically my, my metric. And then after that, I have to switch to like Granny Smith or something. <sighs> yeah, Gala is my go-to, but then I I know everyone hates on Granny Smith. I myself have been known to hate on Granny Smith, what? but every once in a while, you get a Granny Smith, and it's like it's it's like really sour. Mm -hmm. It's just it hits a different spot, and sometimes it's what you want. Mm -hmm. I had a Granny Smith apple on the way home from work today. Nice, and it was I I was puckering my face a little bit while I was eating it, but it was still delicious. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I enjoy a Granny Smith if it's, like, a reasonable apple, but I'm just scarred and still honestly angry to this day that Mike would, your friend, your roommate Mike would always buy, like, multiple bags of Granny Smith apples when we would go on cabin trips, and they were, like, this big, like, and not, no taller than three inches, and, like, hard as a rock, and you got, like, a max two bites out of them, and they were just the worst. Okay, yeah. 
Mike was him. definitely not representing the Granny Smith Apple <laughs> family well. No. <sighs> but, anyways, I have a couple more small things. Can I just, like, one-two punch them, and you guys can give me the thoughts on the... Yep. Okay, so... On through. Okay, first thing, I've decided I need to actively go after our listeners to get emails in return, so I'm going to start um, saying things that will then spur specific listeners to email in. First thing, Ooh. Sydney is a mad woman because she puts, <laughs> <laughs> she puts her emojis before her text in her texts. Have you noticed this, Brian? Um, I've never noticed it being out of place. What do you mean? <laughs> like, I feel like that's a normal thing to do in a fair amount of circumstances. Wrong. <laughs> Elaborate. Yeah. Well, like, why is it wrong, Jay? <laughs> have okay, riddle me this, Ryan. Have you ever? I've put them in the middle of texts. I've never led with an emoji and then typed the words. Okay. Have you ever done this? Uh, I think... riddle me this, Jay. I I have an example. <laughs> Ryan, go ahead. <laughs> I definitely think I have done this before. Where because like, an emoji is designed to be an ex like a facial expression a really dumbed down facial expression so sometimes to respond to the text like someone says uh hey i made you a pie and then i send a smiley face emoji ahead of a text message saying oh thanks what kind of pie did you make oh okay allow me to clarify it is in one text bubble emoji then text okay which is just completely foreign to me and then the whole next message is just the text? No, it's in one text. She does emoji first and then starts typing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I do that. <laughs> what? No, picture this. Okay, so someone says something funny. What do you respond with? Crying laughing face. Wow, that got me really good. Yeah, no, you don't do that. What? <laughs> you put the crying laughing face at the end? Yeah, it's like a text signature from like the 2000s where like it's at the end. It's like... Like, you say, like, because you want to get the information? I don't even know. There's, like, no right and wrong Jay, answer. you were barely alive in the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the 2000s. I was a 90s kid, man. By one year. <laughs> one week. <laughs> one week. Well, Jay, okay, so I want to I wanna build off, I want to build off Ryan's point of their, like, a facial expression. So I would argue that an emoji is similar to an interjection. Which, if you'll remember, and I quote, actually, I don't know the exact quote, but from Schoolhouse Rock, <laughs> they appear at the start of a sentence, followed by an exclamation point, or by a comma, if the feel feeling's not as strong. How dare you Thus, say Thus, therefore, if an Rock. emoji is, an in is a form of interjection, then it belongs at the start of the sentence. But if you follow your emoji with an exclamation point, then you are even crazier. Because that is just anarchy. <laughs> it's just nonsensical. Sorry, I was. Was that to the point you had to make? Or... <laughs> what? Yeah, that's my point. Or I meant Jay. Is that like? Did you want to go into that, or did you have well, something else yeah, to say? Well, care about... to counter? I was. I was trying to get a quick gauge to see if any of us had used an emoji in our group chat, um, to just like come back with the damning evidence really quick. But none of us have used emojis in that chat yet. Um, Ooh. But aside from me, okay, so my first emoji that I found is after. 
Um, and just, I don't know. I feel like, for me, it's like, it's not like, I'm not thinking of the, like, mechanics at all. For me, it's just like, of all my experience in messaging, it feels like it's always been at the end of the text, if it's included with text. And just all the circumstantial evidence to me has built me up to then receive Sydney's nonsensical order as nonsensical. Okay. Ah, damn it. Aaron sent an emoji before an amount of money in a text. That's okay. Mm. Where it's not looking good, folks. Anyways, so... Last but not least, um... Of my notes on this week. Um... I've decided to uh, really lean into ponytails this round of long hair instead of man buns, and I don't know why, but I'm, that's where I'm at. Ryan, how do you feel about I this? Agree. Your hair's the longest. Yeah. I, it depends on how formal I want to be, I think, because the bun does look a little better, um, and it keeps a little better, um, but Buns don't go bad as time, good. and... Yeah, and, like, I don't, that said, I don't really ever put in, I mean, putting my hair up is mostly a utilitarian move than it is for style, because I don't, like, I don't really ever need to make very good impressions on people. I've been home for most of this year, and then, (laughs) that said... I thought you were going to say, I don't really need to try to make a good impression on people, because I'm Ryan Hilliard. Oh, no. (laughs) I do need to try. You see the mustache? Uh, It's it's a problem. (laughs) It either, it goes one way or the other. People are there like, oh, nice mustache, or they're like, oh, who's this kid? Um, Classic. But yeah, I I like ponytails, mostly because I don't like buns kind of pull my hair too much, and I get... I don't know. I, I guess I'm not accustomed to ponytail headaches, so yeah. at least a pony I can put in looser. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, it, I don't know. I think it looks kind of nice if it is loose and then you have a little more, I don't know, movement going on up top. Yeah, you need some features. Right. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you look like a vice principal I'm with still your at hair the just point. pulled back. I'm still at the point where if I do a ponytail, then it just looks like a pom pom on my head, like like a poodle tail <laughs> or something. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Because nice. my hair is very curly and fluffy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, if we're done talking about ponytails, that is really all that I had to um, to bring up this week. Alrighty. Ryan, did you have stuff you wanted to recap your week? You could honestly recap your past two years to me if you wanted to. <laughs> I'd be happy. I can do a quick recap because my last couple weeks haven't changed. I haven't been that vastly different from the past two years. Um, let's see. Where to start? I moved into... Actually, you haven't seen any of the houses that I've lived in in Denver. So this is the third place I've lived in Denver. I live in the basement, and it nice always is a good fun. Home. I guess yeah, it's a little. I don't know. In the summers, it's really nice because we don't really have air conditioning, so it stays pretty cool. But it sucks from a like I love sunlight, and there's like nothing, no sunlight down here. And if I'm oh, editing sunlight's videos, sunlight's overrated. I don't know, man. <laughs> Being in Ohio for so long and it's so cloudy, I just pull into this dark cloud of 
frustration <laughs> and sadness. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, I guess I've launched a number of business enterprises that I'm constantly working on to try to keep myself self-employed because I don't really think I'm employable. Ooh, nice. Um <laughs> most of them are not working for the man yeah. <laughs> but now um so most of it's all like photography based so i have i shoot weddings um especially wedding videos now is kind of a new arm uh, i do some mm-hmm. work with drones that all kind of dried up during the pandemic because not a lot was that. happening um uh, <laughs> but and then a couple of other odd things that keep the bills paid but ultimately the pandemic like other than taking away work it really hasn't changed my life that much because i work from home anyway it just means i can't well, that's good i can't go out to eat i guess which honestly other than you know the stimulus it provides and help it provides to local businesses yada yada I probably shouldn't be spending all of that money anyway, and I can <laughs> yeah, cook just yeah. as well for myself. So, um, I recently picked up, picked back up uh, my running. So ooh, I've been ooh. training for a hypothetical marathon sometime in the spring. But Is that where you I just had, like, like think about running on the day of? Sorts? What's that? <laughs> I said, "Is that where you just like?" Think about running a marathon on the day of, and then you yeah. just like self-report your time. Well, I was telling Brian <laughs> earlier, I don't, I strongly disagree with having to pay somebody to run twenty-six miles. <laughs> um, I like I get that it's for charities sometimes, and that's a great thing. That's fine, but um, other than that, I don't think if I had my choice, I would just run and then donate the money directly to charity instead of paying an organization that hosts a marathon just for me to go on a 26 mile run. That's enough suffering. But then you don't get, then you don't get a medal and a cool t-shirt and lots of free granola bars though. The t-shirt is the one hole in my argument. (laughs) It's kind of cool to get the t-shirt. May I poke Um, another hole in the argument? uh Oh, here we go. Yeah. Like pro runners are kind of cool and that's how they get paid. That's true, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but But anyway. Roasted. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Um, so the reason it's hypothetical is the marathon is in April and that seems a little early for events to start happening, depending on mm-hmm. how the vaccines roll out and everything. So I at the moment don't really want to buy the slot in said marathon. But I am willing to run the marathon whether it happens or not. I just don't know if I'm going to commit to paying for it yet. Ooh. Anyway, um, but that so that all happened, and I realized for the first time I've had like a couple of uh, I think stress injuries from Ooh. working out too much. I'm like realizing my mortality or like how old I am or that my body isn't going to keep up with me all the time. Um, so I pulled an A2 pulley tendon in my ring finger climbing that's a climber on... thing yeah <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> good call I, brian uh, way to catch it <laughs> i was being really stupid i'm on top and... of it guys <laughs> hey that's a climber thing. Like just a... enough on the fringe of climbing lingo <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna dive deeper in so you might have to translate for me but i was climbing like a v8 in the gym i think what which is way out of my range 
I could get the first couple moves, so I was really excited, and it was really crimpy. Mm-hmm. Crimpy means it's a very small ledge that you have to hold on to for the listeners that don't climb. Um, and I had tried this a couple times, and I was, like, one move away from sending it. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to give it one more try, and then we're going to go home. And I get on and do the first move, which was, like, a side pull on a, like, maybe quarter-inch crimp, and felt a big pop in my ring finger and immediately was very scared it didn't actually hurt that bad and then i did a bunch of research and if it it didn't line up with being like a uh, a rip in the tendon which would have been terrible so i had to take off some time with climbing so then i started running a lot more and then nice (laughs) i was running in shoes that were so old that and i was running on pavement that i strained a tendon in my foot Uh-oh. so then oh, Ryan. i had to just i wasn't allowed to do anything for like three weeks and that was right when we went home to ohio where i was kind of in lockdown at my parents house and it was dark and dreary and cloudy all the time and i couldn't even go outside to do anything because i could barely walk yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. but oh, all that said i don't know that's kind of a tangent and now i'm back to full health and running again and climbing and it's great i didn't know i was gonna say not a good time to be ryan i didn't realize what kind of uh, but i didn't realize what was going on when i um when i was constantly messaging you trying to get you to come out to the woods with me to go climbing oh yeah i would have (laughs) gone if i had uh remembered or like responded in time i think by the time you texted me or by the time i Uh, read your text it was like an hour later and yeah. you had already left. One of these something. days. I don't remember, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I guess, so a small... I'll just do one small thing from the week. Better be good. Our listeners have high expectations. Do they? So... Our listener has high expectations. <laughs> Let's see. This is probably more... I'm going to dive into this later, because it was kind of a profound moment of realization that is going to extend way beyond me just talking about something that happened to me. So we'll talk about it later. No, that'll be good. It kind of pertains to the topic you gave me, so... Nice. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Then I think I'll take the baton from here. All right. So my week... (laughs) Um, just another week working at the power plant, but it's been going well. My, my fun thing from this past week is, so there's a giant pit at work where they keep a bunch of stuff, um, during the outage just to, like, clear up space on the floor, but it's, like, a confined space thing if you work in, like, I don't know, manufacturing or engineering, like, plants and stuff. It's, like, if it's a confined space, you have to, like, sample the air. Um, but when they sample the air, they call it sniffing. So they're like, oh, we have to sniff this space before we go in it. And since this is the pit, everyone all week was talking about sniffing the pits. And they're like, who's going to sniff the pit? And I'm like, I don't want to sniff the pit. <laughs> We're like, we got to get this pit sniffed. And I just thought it was so funny. Call the pit sniffer. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm here. And then there... There was a big debate over if we had to sniff the pit every day to make sure it was still good, or if we could just sniff it once and be done with it. <laughs> oh my word. 
so that was fun. We were talking about sniffing pits a lot last week. Um, but then I also got to go home for the weekend once again um, to see Sydney, which is good that I went home because Sydney has been immobilized. She's taking she's taken a lot of damage <laughs> this past week. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. So she was lifting. She was all excited because she just started this new lifting plan, and she was like, "I'm gonna lift the whole time you're gone, and when you get back, I'm gonna be in such good shape." And then she was doing glute bridges this past week, and like with her feet elevated on a platform, and one of her feet slid off the platform, so she like lost balance and then like had to catch. Uh, she was doing it with a barbell on her hips, mm. um, so she had to like catch the barbell and then like lower it down to the ground, kind of awkwardly, I guess. Oy. And she was like, "Ooh, feels like I tweaked my back. I should probably not lift today." So then went home and then woke up the next morning and like could not move without feeling pain. Oh my god. So and then so it got worse for a couple days and now it seems like it's getting better. But she tried to go to work today and was like not yet. So she's she's basically like couch ridden. Like when I was home this weekend we slept on the sectional like she was on one half of the couch I was on the other half of the couch. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. But that did open up the window for us, Jay, to get more into Attack on Titan. Nice! So Boy. Attack on Titan is a show that Jay has recommended to me in Sydney, and we watched the first, like, three episodes, and we were like, I don't know, man, this is pretty <laughs> dark and creepy, and, like, it's so really intense. sad, and I don't like it. Um, but then I was like, Jay says it's really good. He says we have to push through this part. So like, let's keep watching. So we were like really on the fence on episode three. And then after this weekend, we are on episode 20 something. Hey! <laughs> That's awesome. We binged hard. Nice. It was one of those shows. It's just like the, the end of every episode. You're like, well, we have to watch the next one. <laughs> like, right? It's so good. <laughs> it's fire. Oh man. It is so intense that's one of my favorite animes i think so good <laughs> ever yeah. Ooh, wait the next we... so then sorry so um, <laughs> i forget even what i was gonna say now so jay where are you in that show then have you watched the whole thing or... no so i watched up through season three and but i was watching okay. the dub the whole time because i don't like having mm-hmm. to read i like looking at all the art of the show. Same, same. Yeah. But all my friends are hardcore, or hardcore weebs. I forget, I haven't said that word in a while. So I didn't know if it was real, because it sounds made up, which it probably is. But they all watch the subbed version. So subtitles, and like they're always just like, oh, I can't watch the dub, the voices are too bad. I'm just like, you're just not used to them. Like. Yeah. <sighs> Ryan, do you have I have a point. <laughs> <laughs> so. I am in the subbed, the subbed camp. I freaking knew because, it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Japanese. So <laughs> it is so, like, the Japanese language is so, when it translates to English, it is so corny and so bad. Yeah. When, and I mean, maybe, like, maybe they're saying really corny things. I'll get to you. <laughs> in the, in the, in the Japanese language, maybe it's it, it just sounds so much more emphatic and like expressive, um, and the the sub versions, I like honestly even watching if you watch the 
dubbed version of the anime with the subtitles, they don't match up either. <laughs> like they write, they put a lot more writing into the subtitles than they do into whoever's voicing. Um, okay. Oh. Interesting. And I would argue that it doesn't take long for you to get um, accustomed to the language. Not that you know the language, but you can start to read and feel the emotion that they're expressing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Like, I'd say my you, you don't main... need... Sorry. <laughs> my main, yeah, you like, don't need the subtitles. Is that... <laughs> my main confusion is, like... The subtitle will come up, I'm sorry, and um, it'll be like, I'll just read as fast as I possibly can so that I like don't miss anything that's happening visually, so then I feel like I'm reading it mm-hmm. off key of when they're saying it, so then like I hear them like expressing in Japanese, but it's like usually not lining up as much, and then, yeah, I'm just like really panicked to um, like read it before it goes away, and also, I love eating while I watch things, so then if I'm eating, it's game over. It's like I gotta rewind uh, like every other yeah. time. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I was going to say that's probably one of my main points is also when I watch TV, I just want to like relax and watch it. And when I'm, if I watch a subbed version, then I feel like I'm like almost reading a book. It's like, you can't look away from the TV for like a second, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But also I feel like I try to understand the nuances of things they say. Like they always call people like cowards and it's like it's like i feel like that's just the fill-in word for whatever i don't know mm-hmm. yeah like there's a lot of repetitive phrasing and i'm like okay that's probably just like lazy translation but i get the point yeah i am um, first of all i think we should do a hand raising system just that might help i don't know if we've tried that yet yeah it's looking good did you raise your hand just now brian because that's why we had trouble just now <laughs> but, do I have to raise my hand every <laughs> single time? No, I'll allow, interjections. Short, I'll allow short exchanges and interjections. But anyways, um, I have been trying to convert to sub just to like, like whatever stances I have on the matter, it would just be so much more fun to watch it with people. And the fact is that all my friends watch sub. So I'm currently trying to convert myself. I'm practicing on My Hero Academia, which I watch alone so that I can rewind all the time. And then I think game time is going to be when I go to watch Season 4 with all my buddies of Attack on Titan. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think the end-all be-all solution is to just read the manga. The manga. I don't know how you say it. Second manga. time was correct. That yeah. solves all your problems. Manga. Manga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, okay. yeah, like, but the title, the Japanese title of Attack on Titan is, I think, like, Shingeki no Kyojin, right? Which sounds so much cooler than Attack on Titan. And it's not actually... Well, what does that mean? It actually means the Attack Titan. It doesn't mean Attack on Titan. Oh, because he is the Attack Titan. Oh. Right. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. So that it's makes like, a lot more sense. It, then if why the did title they even is name wrong, it Attack then... on Titan? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't... That is, like, prolific in even Japanese anime movies like um there's one called your name which is pretty i recommend it if you can go find it um all of these like or even studio ghibli like the the translations aren't necessarily exact and they make like a an american title or an english version title that's Mm -hmm. slightly different Um, Hmm. like i think your name 
I don't remember. Never mind. But yeah, I'm very glad you go. You guys are both watching Attack on Titan, though. I'm on sure. episode like three of season four now. <gasps> don't know spoilers because it just. I'm not. I won't. But I actually read. So I was so <laughs> fed up from the end of season three that I went online and there's like a Attack on Titan um, manga wiki that I just read Ooh. all of it's like it summarizes the manga which at some oh point I will go back oh and gosh. read the manga but I just read the entire storyline to date <laughs> I was oh, up man. until like 2 in the morning <laughs> and sh- it gets real it's uh, it's intense alright well I <laughs> now that everyone sufficiently knows that we are total weebs <laughs> <laughs> we went down a big rabbit hole there that was supposed to just be some. that was like a side note of my weekend <laughs> Oh, but, uh, yeah, the other two things from the week that I wanted to share real quick are that, uh, you know how I was going to, I don't know if I said this, but I, I've been in the damp Hampton at, uh, the, the Dampton, as it's become the known. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because this is the hotel I stay at when I'm at this power plant, but there's a new Holiday Inn that was supposed to open, and I also have a lot of rewards points with them, them so I was gonna move over there when it opens was supposed to open today it's not open it's not going to open until this outage is over so i am staying in the dampton bummer (laughs) for the foreseeable future (laughs) (laughs) and it's been fine because the weather's been cold this whole time so like it hasn't the humidity hasn't gone up enough for it to get really damp but today it was like 75 and I'm already feeling the dampness. <laughs> I don't know why this hotel is so consistently damp. <laughs> but so there's that. And then the other thing is one of my New Year's resolutions was to try to get some uh, post-high school PRs. So I did my first time trial for those. We're in like the third week of January. Oh boy. And I did a two-mile time trial. The mark to beat is 1034. And long story short, I ran 10:33 on a crappy track in normal shoes, and Ooh. I was like, "Either I'm in much better shape than I thought I was," which I guess that's true, and also I need to set new goals now because I feel like that's dumb. Oh, so you went to do a time trial and you immediately broke one of your records that you were trying to get? Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll gather more information on that and see if we want to reset the goals. I'll probably still go for, like, the mile and the 800. I'll try the other ones first. But um, for now, it's looking like I might have to set myself some better goals. Yeah. Well, at least you really nailed the A in smart goals. It's quite achievable. <laughs> Very, some might say too achievable. No such thing. Um, but do you have more of your week? Nope, that's my last point, so you can take it away with your little, your little shindig. So against all um, all advisement by Brian, we have chosen a topic for this week. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the man has a vendetta against plot lines. So what I, I had a thought earlier this week that I wanted to explore, and it is, um, is being nice all the time selfish in a way? So... Allow me to explain myself and that thought I sort of had. So, I feel like the way I behave a lot of times, just in society, kind of feels like I'm like a Care Bear just like wandering out into the streets of some like 
metropolis city in America, and I'm just like, everybody's nice all the time, right? And like, or at least that's what I kind of go into it with, so then I try to like, give that out at least, or like, if somebody's mean to me, I'm always trying to like, be understanding, or like, nice back to them, I don't know, it's like a lot of just trying to put out good all the time, and not really like, lash out in any instance. And I always felt like that was a good thing, but um, I started to have the thought, well, maybe I'm just doing that because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm a good person. But then if someone's, like, genuinely doing something that's, like, mean or wrong or, like, socially inappropriate, then maybe I'm just, like, sort of enforcing that, oh, they're allowed to act that way because they encounter no obstacles with people like me. It's like, maybe I'm just passing the buck onto somebody else who also won't <clears throat> tell that person, hey, you're not supposed to act this way. So, I just wanted to sort of pitch that idea to you guys and see what your thoughts were. Yes. That's all I have to say. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Well, I was, I feel like I'm one of the, I don't know how many people do, but I always read Ryan's extensive Instagram captions. So, Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I specifically wanted to know Ryan's thoughts on this because I feel like it kind of goes with a lot of your vibe. Oh, I get it. I see how it is. You didn't want you, don't you like... brought Ryan on here just so you could have a topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> well, no, you're stacking the deck against you, Brian. <laughs> no, well, that wasn't actually my total opinion. I didn't think about it. I'm gonna need a minute to think about it to see if I have anything to say. Yeah, I think Ryan I can. Has something to say. I can contribute. That would be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I'm gonna have kind of a cop out answer because. I've been, especially currently, I am trying my best not to see the world as a binary or anything as a binary. I'm trying to find as much nuance in everything as I can because um, when you start looking at things as yes, no, uh, good, bad, etc., you know, black, white, and turn or ones and zeros, all of that, it it creates enemies out of. And, like, it creates, like, haves and haves nots and all of these kind of problems that are split. And when, in reality, all of us exist on a spectrum of, like, it's both good and bad. So, Brian, would you like to interject? You don't belong in this country. <laughs> I know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Care to elaborate, we Brian? We live in a country of black and whites and yes and no's. You you must take a strong stance on a side right. of this middle ground. That's what a lot of people feel to do. I also so I feel like there's... maybe the, a problem of mine is that I'll, I, in one of my classes, I learned about binary last week, like physically how computers interpret binary. <laughs> so maybe that's why I came at it this way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm, there's a, I'm stealing this quote from somebody. I don't remember who it was, um, but... So there's a, I think it's Harriet it Tubman. Rock? <laughs> no, <laughs> I haven't watched that in forever. <laughs> so Harriet Tubman is, I think, famous, and I could be wrong on this too. So Brian, just voice over uh, whoever actually mm-hmm. wrote this quote in the, in the post. I'll call Harriet Tubman later. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it was something like, uh, to stand in the middle of the road is to be hit by both side, by traffic coming from both sides, right? Oof. And so it's saying, like, you need to pick a side. Are you on this side or are you on that side? But the counter to that argument, if we're going to go down this uh, analogy for a little while, is that the only place, the only way you can get somewhere is standing in the middle of the road. You can't use the gutter 
to actually drive on the road. The gutter are the two extremes on the sides of the road. So, mm-hmm. technically, while, yeah, you're going to get hit by both sides of traffic, the road is all you have. <laughs> the middle is all we have. We don't have a, a split-end binary that we should be aligning to. Neither one is good or bad. We have to sit in the middle somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so that said, I, my answer Sounds to... Sounds like a very long way of saying that you don't want to answer the question. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are really being a <laughs> That's hot what I said. interviewer, man. <laughs> <laughs> So the I would say that yes it is slightly selfish I think too in a way but it's it's not that it's a bad thing it but it's self-fulfilling because in general I believe that the energy we put out into the world is reflected back on us right and it's kind of that you could call it confirmation bias you could call it whatever religion you want to name it or you could just call it like just simple like input output right like if you are looking at the world in a positive light and trying to rationalize bad behavior of other people it's going to frame your worldview and your actions and the things that happen to you in a light that is uh maybe nice or maybe accepting or agreeable and yeah um it's like the guy right so it's not yeah like, the guy yeah. who cut you off in traffic is going somewhere really important. And, like, the guy who didn't hold the door for you, like, didn't see you. Right. Yeah, like, or they had, like, you, ultimately, we don't know, right? We we have no idea. So it's almost better for us to paint the picture that it's something good so that we don't harbor a bunch of negative emotions. Because that's where things start to get bad is when we're holding on to these kind of angers, frustrations, or grievances against people when we don't understand their full story it's kind of uh it's not going to end well for us really it's it's looking out for ourselves it doesn't matter that person that cut you off is gone you're probably never going to see them again right and they're never going to see your anger but you're going to hold it and it's going to start influencing your actions towards other people and the people that are around you that you love and care about yeah the executives at sling don't know how furious i am but I just have to live with whatever <laughs> feelings I've taken away from that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, so to kind of like pick up a different thread from what you guys were going down, I do think you're, the concern that you brought up is valid, where like by not doing anything, you are encouraging their bad behavior and making it more acceptable, because that's something we learned like in our supervisor training like on the refuel floor we're supposed to like enforce good behavior good work practices to make sure everybody's safe and like the all the nuclear fuel is safe and everything um so it's important to like uh tell people when they've done a good job and like lay out the expectations and praise people for meeting the expectations but also every time you see someone not do something or do like cut a corner and you don't say anything then in their mind it's like oh i can get away with this and then that becomes their normal they're going to keep doing it because they know there's no punishment it's just as bad it's almost worse um because it's harder to reprimand someone than to praise them for Mm -hmm. most people Mm -hmm. Um, so like the bozos don't clip their helmet to their shirt and walk through the tank zone those people they're just the scum of the earth you can't let them you can't let them have their way you know yeah they are 
they are actively trying to destroy the power plant, and yeah. they have no business being there. Okay. But, uh, so, to apply, that's in a workplace, obviously, or, like, raising a kid. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. encourage good behavior, like, punish bad behavior. But then when you get into where you said just everyday life with when you're interacting with people, then it kind of comes to, okay, well, they don't have a manager. They don't have a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, whose responsibility is it to teach this adult that it's not okay to do whatever they're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I my I agree. Um, and workplace is definitely where, <laughs> especially when you're dealing with nuclear fuel, uh, that is, there's right and wrong there. I, I'm full in support of correcting and living <laughs> in a binary scale, scale there. Um, but the, so like in, in the everyday life, I, I'm kind of in the camp where like really the only thing that we technically have control over is ourselves. Um, so, mm-hmm. But that said, I do think there are some behaviors. It, it, it's all, it's all going to depend on the gravity of the uh, um, infringement or the uh, unjust behavior or bad behavior, whatever it is, right? So, like, some guy holding or not holding the door for you or cutting you off in traffic, honestly, like, yeah, it's, it, it could be your social responsibility to honk your horn at them and say, like, <laughs> hey, I'm here just in case, like, you know, they didn't see you or, like, trying to teach them, like... But if they did that out of self-interest or did that purposefully, it's not going to do anything to confront that behavior, right? You can't you can't necessarily control it. The only thing you really have control over is making sure you don't do that to somebody and mm-hmm. acting and, and, like, saying hi or being nice to a waiter uh, at a restaurant or you know, tipping a bartender, all of those things are very small actions that are, those will ripple effect into society and, you know, like, one nice action can have X impact on someone else's life that you will never know. But, like, if it's a behavior that's, like, if if a boundary is crossed where that person, especially if they're in your circle and you have their ear where you can make a difference and potentially take them aside and say like look that wasn't that's not cool you can't do that um so like if yeah i think we should shift the scenario to like say you're standing at the self-checkout line in walmart or wherever and then so it's like a long line and someone just jumps in front of you you can be like dude (laughs) yeah like i was thinking more of like the things where it's like a social exchange per se, like cutting off and traffic yeah. is kind of like a bad example just because it's like so disconnected. But like, yeah, if somebody mm-hmm. like specifically like just steps outside of the social like boundaries of society, I guess, or like, yeah, that's a perfect example. Like in that sense, is being nice and understanding less productive than just like being like, hey, like don't do that, dude. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> It's like playing a game of chess, which I don't know if you guys watched Queen's Gambit like all the rest of the world, but um, it's worth watching, Brian. And then we can play chess together. But so <laughs> wait, you learned chess through the course of that show? Goodness gracious! No, I've I've played chess a lot, but it's oh, okay. resurged an interest in playing chess. I guess. <laughs> <Fair>. um, <laughs> so like you have to look at all. I, 
say let's let's explore that scenario where someone cuts in line right there's a bunch of people behind you and they cut in front of you and maybe there was one other person in front of you um what is the outcome is the outcome going to be beneficial to confront the person and say hey man we've been waiting in line this whole time can you get can you go to the back like this isn't cool or like because that that's like pretty tame and neutral just like pointing out the problem and not being confrontational you could also go the route mm-hmm. of being confrontational and i don't think that is going to solve anything that's just going to make yeah go a scene hey for back of the line wise guy right yeah <laughs> and then the other extreme would be saying like okay hey look there's a lot of people waiting in line but if you want my spot i'm happy to give it to you and then you go to the back of the line so then everyone else behind you now has the realization that someone did a nice thing and they can carry that ooh, on but ooh, that person Ryan you don't have to change with the left hook that that's a game changer <laughs> yeah because you like i don't know that you can change the bad behavior of one person but if you can influence the behavior of other people in recognizing that there's a different way to approach a conflict um because that it solves the problem right you had like seven angry people behind you in addition to you yeah but you are the person kind of in charge because you're the first person that got cut off and uh, yeah. had the exchange so your responsibility then could be to say okay well it's not i i'd yeah. rather yeah. not have this confrontation and move back um yeah. i don't know that i would actually do that that's pretty idealistic but you know i love that because it makes everybody publicly aware that that person is in the wrong but right. then it also like doesn't i don't know that's just beautiful yeah so to me it sounds like in this scenario or scenarios akin to this you have about three options so you can either be confrontational and be aggressive we decided that's probably not great you can just Mm -hmm. subtly point out that that wasn't cool or the bonus third option the wicked wombo combo if you will is to just be a very low stakes martyr in like everyday small encounters (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then right. inspire the masses. Yeah. And ultimately, I think there might be four. Like, there's that uh, saying, like, pointing out the problem in a really neutral way might be, like, say we're starting at zero, that might be a one, whereas two is the confrontation. And then a negative one might be asking, like, hey, did you, guys, did you see these people behind us? And like, the line's right here. Like, just asking instead of... Or saying, hey, yeah. what's going on? Do you need to get out of here? Are you in a rush? Because mm. then and it that's the, thing the opportunity too. for them to explain themselves. That's the thing, too, is in each of these approaches, we are not even diving into the plethora of responses <laughs> they could have where they're like, I need to get home really fast, or, oh, I didn't see the line, or mm. piss off. I want to cut you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. There's so, so like, many different things that could have happened. Yeah, and so that's where, like, you have to... I mean, the ideal scenario is you look at it from a standpoint like chess, where every move you make is going to have all of these ripple effects, right? And what is the, mm-hmm. going to be the best outcome that you can have for everybody? And that includes yourself, because in some scenarios, like, you have to be defensive of your own person right so if someone is constantly taking advantage of you for example like they're say you have a roommate i've never been in this Ooh, i have so many roommate scenarios up here that we could dive into if you want <laughs> yeah like i feel like i kind of misinterpreted the prompt mm-hmm. 
But uh, I'll let you finish what you were saying before I get into that. Okay. Yeah, it's like, um, say, for example, you have someone, a roommate who is maybe not financially secure or spends their money stupidly or et cetera, right? They just don't have money and they need help, cash help. Like they need, they ask for Mm -hmm. help with rent one month. So obviously like, yeah, one month, whatever, that's if it, it, it all depends on the social scenario and like who this person is, if they're a friend, if they're family, whatever, or if you don't know them at all, it depends on how much you can trust them. But it's when you start the the action is repeated and you have to start drawing a boundary for your own self to say like look i can't i can't help you in this way or say for example like money kind of gets complicated so say someone is uh constantly having parties in the house that you're living in with a bunch of people right and Mm -hmm. you have a job that you have to get up at five in the morning every day to go do x and so <clears throat> having a million people in your house playing really loud music until 2 a.m. is not great, <laughs> obviously, right? So in yeah. that scenario, you can't... You... Yeah. So my interpretation of the prompt was basically like, is being a pushover just passing your problems on to other people? Because it's like, okay, it doesn't bother me that much. And then you've reconciled that with yourself. But like, do you have an obligation to the future to try to fix the problem there so that everyone after you is better off? It's kind of like filling out teacher evaluations or class evaluations like trying to make it better for the next people and i chose to look at that yeah through the lens of various scenarios you could encounter with a roommate and i feel like how you would react to each situation very much depends on your relationship with the roommate whether they're a total stranger or best friend because if it's something that's self-destructive to the roommate then if you don't know them it's like whatever live your life But if they're your best friend, then you might really care about them and want to say something. And then there's, so there's behavior that could be detrimental to just them. And then there's behavior that could be detrimental to you and potential future roommates that person has. And it's like, okay, I need to make sure this person knows this isn't okay. So any roommate they have after me doesn't have to deal with this. But then are you doing that out of looking out for yourself or are you actually looking out for the future roommates, you know? So, Jay? Yeah, so the way I... You actually jogged my memory of, like, kind of the thoughts I was having when I came up with this prompt. Um, And essentially, a big part of it was that I feel like I'm, like... I try to be, like, very, very nice and, um, like, easy to get along with in a lot of ways just because it's, like, easier to get through the world that way, you know? Like, if somebody's, like, being real sour and you're just, like beaming and like being nice and like congenial then odds are that 
that person will cooperate with you more and you can sort of navigate through that easier. But like, that's like, it requires a certain level of like social gymnastics or like you have to be like a certain level of like disarming to people who may be more like aggressive or like, um, are just like harder mm-hmm. to communicate with. So if I like slip through by like wiggling around and like doing all this crazy like social stuff and just like making my path through the day as easy as I can possibly make it, um, am I then like setting it up, like you said, like am, am I passing up an opportunity to then pave the way for like people to then interact with those others in an easier manner? Um, so that was the original thought I had, but what Ryan was saying kind of um, made me think, I feel like it's a matter of like picking your battles and like your sense of efficacy because if it's like a point incident in like the general world, like you're probably not going to have a big influence over where like the whole like moral compass of society lies. And that's basically what determines like a lot of your interactions, like however many of the people who like are mean to you, probably most of like 80% of those interactions are out of your control. It's that like 20% where it like could have gone either way and you bring niceness to the table that then a positive situation occurs. But then when it's like a trend or some sort of stimulus that you experience often or like every day or just like encounter it a lot like in a roommate scenario or what have you just something that you encounter throughout your day that's like sort of within your little globe and I think you can be a lot more effective in like your smaller social sphere and from there the ripple effects I feel like could occur yeah I think that's a good point so we're kind of getting to um how, like end of the podcast yeah. do you want to close this off with i'm gonna i can i want to throw you each a scenario and then you just tell me quick um do you do you interfere or do you let it go and a quick justification of why okay okay all right i have four scenarios they're all roommate scenarios i guess it doesn't have to be roommate but it could be like friend acquaintance we'll say a friend okay ready here we mm-hmm. go so first one is, uh, and this one is roommate specific. So say you have a roommate, you're pretty good friends with them, and you guys have a bunch of different video game consoles. You have PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, what have you. And you have a bunch of games for all of them. And your roommate is, wants to organize them by console. And you in your mind are like, that's stupid. We have all the consoles here. We should organize them alphabetically. It would be easier to find the game you want that way. So in your mind, you know, this is a better way to do it, but they want to do it this way. What do you do? Go. Jay. <laughs> I, uh, I probably would not interfere. Um, I feel like this is much more of a personal than a philosophical thing, just because um, I think organizing... Well, here's the... In- here's what i think is interesting about it oh you think you would rather organize them by console yeah <laughs> okay well for this for the scenario say that okay, i want assume to organize them you yeah or just say they're organizing them one way and you would rather organize them the other one but it, um also assume that the way you want to do it is objectively better mm-hmm. um because this is interesting because by stepping in you're improving both of your lives But it, but it involves action on your part and some level of confrontation. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty low stakes. Yeah. First thing, I think, yeah, I'd like to revise my answer a little bit. First thing is I would be freaking astounded that one of my friends wanted or one of my roommates wanted to organize something um <laughs> no it's, roasted no most of the is this still like, your ploy to anger the audience into emailing us? i'm really trying to get controversial no like all my roommates are pretty much like it's free for all in your own room but especially in this house we've been really good about keeping common spaces organized that was not a serious roast of my roommates for any of them that are listening but um no so i guess in that scenario my thought process would be like, all right, how much steak do I have in this? Because like similarly for the kitchen, I cook a lot more in the kitchen downstairs than the other roommate who's down here. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to organize the kitchen how I want to. And then I assume that if any of my systems don't work out, then I'll, they'll let me know if it's not what they're into. So then I would say, okay, like how much do I care about the video games? Like, do I play them more than everybody else? And if I did, then I would be like, hey, this is the way I want to organize the video games. And then in the event that somebody had a problem with that, I would then present my reason for wanting to do it my way. But um, it's never really gotten to that point. It's always kind of if somebody has an opinion of how something should be done, odds are that nobody else has that strong of an opinion. So that's me. But you have, an, you have several scenarios, as you said. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also just realized I have a real-life situation of this, too, similar to Ryan's, where when me and Sydney were organizing our kitchen, um, we have our counter and our cabinets on one side of the kitchen, mm -hmm. and then across the kitchen, which is a solid, like, three or four steps, which is significant in the kitchen, in my opinion, mm -hmm. we have our pantry. And in Sydney's opinion, the pantry's where all the food goes, and the cabinets are for all the dishes mm -hmm. and stuff. And... I was like, that doesn't make sense. We prepare food at the counter. 
why would we not put food in the cabinets by the counter where we prepare it? Mm-hmm. And she was dead set against it, and I <laughs> lost this one. The, the compromise was we keep the bread in the cabinet by the toaster, but everything else is still in the pantry. So you have to go across the kitchen to the pantry, get the food, bring it across the kitchen to the counters to prepare it. But again, low stakes. Sydney does all the cooking, so I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Well. So, anyways, we can move on from that one. Yeah. No, unless you have more. No, I was just gonna say my pantry's in a different room, so you gotta suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right, second one. I guess it, we kind of hit on this one already too, so we can skip it if you want. But my in this scenario, you have a roommate who isn't doing their dishes. So you have to do all their dishes all the time. So this in this scenario, it is detrimental to you. Yeah. So And it will be detrimental to any future roommate they have. Do you try to condition them? The only real solution in this scenario is to just dice them up into tiny pieces and sink them in a river. <laughs> you can't you cannot tolerate a roommate that doesn't do dishes. I've seen it destroy social dynamics. No, um <laughs> True. In this scenario Yeah, I feel like this one is a lot more complex than it is mm. on the surface no yeah for this one like many dishes you, there's sometimes there's some funky stuff going on beneath that water that you left in that bowl a few days back wow but um <laughs> right metaphors dude <laughs> <laughs> but um no so this one is a thing where i would be very direct because it's like i have a lot of steak it's like i very much enjoy an empty sink i like being able to wash my dishes with a lot of room so i don't like to have a lot of dishes built up um so then in that case i would be like hey could you wash these? And then if they said no, I would be like, all right, well, I pay rent. I'm going to move these dishes somewhere where they're not in my way. Like, I would be very direct in that one. Because mm-hmm. most people are that in a accord with you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, um, I've dealt with this in all of my roommate situations. Sometimes I think I'm the bad guy, too, because I... My habit is I don't wash it until, well, it depends. If it's something that some of my cooking needs a lot of soaking because for some reason, like I'm, I'm cooking like a soup or a chili or something that all of the crap just sticks to the sides and, or with bread making too, like dough, um, that stuff has to soak. Otherwise it's, it's like half an hour of just scrubbing. And to me, that's like. It's the, the old Jerry Froby adage of, you know, when you had to, like, shove the algae around the dock. He's like, never do a job that Mother Nature will do for you. And that stuck with me. <laughs> so I was like, exactly. I will let oh, that dish Lord. sit for, like, the day. But most, uh, I'm really adamant, or I try to make sure that that dish is washed that night and put away and at least drying uh, by the time I'm mm-hmm. going to bed. Um and okay well well drying racks are that's a whole a, another we can, issue we could get into but, but i don't want to go i don't want to go i too would far. say I that my that hands I, simply to say drying uh, racks are for cowards <laughs> i definitely <laughs> would confront them at a point there's some things like I'm, i've been fairly passive with a couple of my roommates that leave things out um like there's a often a coffee filter thing like a little pour over coffee thing that's never clean Mm. or you know there's that one or two dish items that 
I passively will just leave there because in the end of the day, like I still have room to wash my dishes, whatever. Um, where we've gotten in trouble though, is like if I cook the kind of the assumption in our house is if someone cooks dinner, then the rest, everyone else helps clean up. Um, and I don't know in, in my situations, I've tried just leaving it (laughs) and saying like, Hey, I, I cook dinner. It's on you guys and like walking away (laughs) and then nothing happens. So I'm like, all right, that doesn't work. So, (laughs) um, then it's a battle. Right. Like who's going to clean this nasty pot that has been there for now 24 hours? <laughs> like that is disgusting. <laughs> so, my new tactic is I I involve myself in the process too and I'll just say, "Hey, I'm I'm cleaning up. Do you want to help me dry dishes or you put this stuff away?" Um so then it's not like a commanding tone of like, "Hey, do your freaking dishes." It's me saying like, "Hey, I'm going to sit here and help yeah. you with it, but we got to get this done as a team." Kind of thing. Okay, so what I'm hearing from these first two is the involvement is much more driven by personal stake in the game or when you feel personally affected and not so much in the longevity of making everyone else's future lives mm-hmm. better. Yeah, so in these scenarios, we've been selfish. So that's an, yeah, it seems like I would say. So. Um, so these last. One, one more thing. A ahead. selfish act un- doesn't necessarily mean that it is a bad action. Done for self. Right. There are some selfish acts that like doing doing yourself a favor or, you know, putting good energy into the world solely because you want it to reflect back on you is not inherently a bad thing. It's good to look at the world in that way and to put that energy out there because, you know, it's showing people it's showing other people that you can, you know, have a good outlook on life. You don't have to look at everyone as your enemy and that creates good things good scenarios and kind of yeah. i don't know that it'll turn the tide towards a better moral future but it is definitely like the one drop that starts the wave right you you can at least contribute the drop yeah yeah <laughs> i like that i feel like that's a good note or if you had more to say to end on should we just I don't know. We just I I could talk about this. Do these last two? I could talk to you guys for like hours, but I'm just time check. We're at about one fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe this will just be our longest episode. Yeah. I got two more. We can try to get through them faster. Yep. What do you say? These last two are heavier hitters. These are these cut Boy. a little deeper. Okay. Yeah. So, it, this next one in this scenario, neither you or the roommate are necessarily affected by this, but there's somewhat of an obligation to get involved um you have a roommate they're a good friend and they are a high functioning alcoholic so every night they're going out getting trashed coming home stumbling home drunk but then they wake up go to work the next morning they're fine Hmm. they're not causing harm to the you or themselves necessarily yet right do you have any social obligation to get involved I think I would probably point it out if I would I would broach it as a conversation for sure. I would I would say like look uh, I don't know I don't know if this is the right way to handle. It would probably honestly it would be more of a question. It's like hey is everything all right? What's going on? Why do you feel the need to? Because 
not that uh, I guess if you want to look at it this way you could have a social obligation because someone who's high functioning a high functioning alcoholic could still turn to a destructive or turn towards destructive behaviors either for themselves or for others in a plethora of scenarios so I think I would right. I would approach it with caution though because you don't want to look like you're attacking them for their behavior because that's not that's just going to create an enemy out of yourself um, but if you can approach it with mm-hmm. tact and you know that like this is easier said than done but basically say like or ask them and be available for them to vent their opinions or just to hear them out on something. And if they don't like that, is your effort. If you, if you can't get through to them at that point, then you've done your job. I think I'm done. Yeah. This scenario is where I feel like my selfishness would come out because it would have to go pretty far for me to want for me to feel an obligation to get involved if they were high functioning then i would just be like they're fine they're not bothering me whatever like that's my approach to life and i do think it is selfish (laughs) yeah i feel like some of that may have rubbed off on me from you but it might just be a little part of me but i feel like i generally view in this certain scenario that's like a matter of their like will so like some part of them wants to be consuming this amount of alcohol, you know? Um, and then I feel like I couldn't overcome that simply by being a good roommate and pointing out, like, hey, this isn't good. I feel like it would need to be, like, at least the first step would need to be from them. So, like, at that point, it's like, I would so state my mind, but it would have to be them saying, hey, like, do you think I drink too much? And then it would be like, um, yeah, like, you definitely do. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel like I would definitely, like, point it out, be like, oh, you drank again? And, like, every night, and be like, at some point, maybe be like, do you feel like you maybe drink too much? But it's like, I would never, like, approach them and be like, look, man, you're drinking too much. I don't think this is good for you. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not my job to get involved in how they live their life because it's their life and obviously if it's a really good friend you want to look out for their best interest but i feel like i have such a libertarian view just on life in general that that's how i would react yeah. let me slingshot it around okay you came out with us with a hard-hitting question i'm gonna momentum it back into you what if i was a very high function alcoholic like i am your i'm your brother would you just would you aggress my habits if you knew they were destructive i feel like we've made some sort of pact this like similar to this like if one of us gets fat then we like have to (laughs) yell at the other one but do you think you would like aggress in that sense like even if i was just like i think i'm fine um see i would feel like there I would feel like someone should get involved, but I don't think I would be the right person. Like, I'd probably pass that off to Rachel or Aaron. Okay. But and you also, would take there's the fact that you're in college, so, like, being a, <laughs> high, being a high-functioning alcoholic is, like, the expectation. <laughs> My word. Yeah. I would say that but but yeah. at, at the end of the day, yeah, it's it, we all have... The only responsibility we have is for ourselves. 
then that's pretty like you can't push somebody to do anything that they're not willing to do um the only thing you can do is be available Mm -hmm. to them and say like hey look i have concerns is there anything i can help you with and that's it that's if it were my brother i think i'd have a little more (laughs) uh like a sibling or a family member i would probably put myself out there a little more just because i have more active concern and i have more social capital with that person to be able to say something mm-hmm. where i can cash in on that but otherwise yeah it, i will just there's only so much you can do yeah i agree if there's anybody that i would get involved with it would definitely be a family member mm-hmm. even like an immediate family member um I don't know. That's tough to know where I would draw the line as far as, like, really close friends, too. But, like, what makes me feel bad... Because we've talked about, like, you can only look out for yourself. And, like, is that selfish? Do you have an obligation to help other people? And I watch my friends constantly get involved in their friends' and family's lives and be like, you need to be healthier. You need to stop this. You need to start doing that and trying to help them lead better lives. And that just seems exhausting to me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do you care this much about this many people? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just always so preoccupied with focusing on myself. And I'm like, if I'm good, that's really all that matters. And everyone else can take care of themselves. But I guess that's just kind of... Some people feel like caretakers. And they just fill that role more naturally. So I don't know. So maybe I'm not selfish. Maybe that's just not my personality type. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's not that you don't want to take care of anybody. It's just that of sort of partly you don't think it's your responsibility, but then partly you don't think you could. Like, that's a whole life, and taking care of a life is a very difficult thing to do. So, like, how who am I to think that right. I can do a better job than them? Mm, it's not that I don't think I could. It's just that it's not something I do. Yeah. You know, well, what was your um? What like was your I'm final hard-hitting? And I don't feel yeah. a need to. What was your final hard-hitting scenario? Um, the last, the last one is just very similar, except in this case, it's more objectively bad. So in the high-functioning alcoholic, it's like, okay, this is probably bad, but it's not hurting them or me or anybody really. Mm-hmm. So who cares? This one I have is same scenario. You have a you have a good friend who's like cheating on their significant other, so it's not affecting mm-hmm. you. They seem to be okay with it, but you know this is wrong and somebody's getting the dirty end of the stick here, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> what an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, that one just came out without me thinking. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Um, Shoot, that's a tough one. Yeah. Someone's getting the dirty end of the stick. Who it is is still to be determined. <laughs> yeah. I guess if I have some proto thought on this, I haven't really digested, but like, I guess I would just be very angry at my roommate, but I wouldn't feel like I was able to interject. Like, I would make it known that, like, hey, this is wrong. I think I would vocalize, but I wouldn't advise action. Yeah, it depends on the scenario. 
This depends yeah. on a lot of things. It depends on your relationship with the roommate. It depends on your relationship with the roommate's significant other. It depends on your roommate with the person they're cheating with. Um, and all of their roommates. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a lot. This one's pretty deep, so I don't know. I feel yeah. like roommate to roommate with the friend, I would be like, dude, this is wrong, and I disapprove of what you're doing. Like, you are a bad person. I feel like I would openly say that to them, but I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't advise any action, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't meddle. Like, that's their ordeal to mm -hmm. handle. If the significant other was also my friend, I would be like, they're cheating on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I would... Huh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never been in this situation, and I really don't hope to be, but... Um, right. I like to think that we have good taste in friends and hope that none of us have ever right. been in this situation. I, I think yeah. I would have the frank conversation with whoever I am closest with, because in most scenarios, I am friends with the significant, significant other. Um, but... It's whoever I can talk to most openly, I would have that conversation, and especially if they're the one, they're the, you know, the, what's the word, the, the bad guy. Bad, cheater? The Mistress. cheater, right. Yeah, I would, I would hope that I could have a conversation with them and just be like, hey, what's, like, be honest here what's going on like is this something you can deal with or is it something you'd help with um otherwise yeah at, at the end of the day i can't control their actions and i don't know that it's depending on how close i am with the other person i would probably tell the cheater that like hey I, you have to do something about this before this deadline otherwise i'm going to tell her or tell him yeah. or etc right it's like yeah um but i don't know i I don't know how I'd respond. Yeah. What, um, what level of action would you take if you were friends with both parties, like, almost equally? I think I would take, like, a similar vein to what Ryan said. Well, is, like, one your roommate, or are they both your roommates in this scenario? Like, so, say just they're both in your immediate friend group that you hang out with, and, like, you know that one of them's cheating on the other. The, then in that case, the one that I knew was doing the cheating, I would be like, you have to tell them, if you don't, I will. Okay. I think that's a pretty standard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you just can't... I, I couldn't sit idly by for that kind of thing. No. Yeah. Um, Alright. Yeah. So... And then, so, which brings us full circle, because in that case... It's not selfish. You're not, you have no stake in that. And you don't want to. But we all feel, but we all feel the need right. to get involved. Yeah. Okay. That's very interesting. Yeah. So if I can, um, I, I have, I think I've basically formed my cohesive, like, umbrella thought for this topic. If you want to hear it and then maybe you guys could give your takeaways. Okay. Yeah. We need, we need a, we need a clean conclusion. Yeah. So, um, so basically I, it came in to this like topic. It's sort of like a, a Boolean response for all my coders out there. Or, um, like, a black and white, like, a uh, binary problem. And I didn't expect us to get a binary answer, but what I've, where I've sort of landed from all that we've said is that um, I feel like, for me, personally, um, 
the amount to which I, like, engage in society, or at least, like, would try to fix something or right a wrong, per se, would be a function of two things. It would be a function of my sense of efficacy, so, like, how much control I really think I have over the scenario. Because I think however much efficacy you have um, at a certain point directly influences um, how much responsibility you feel to, like, help or solve or, like, rectify. Um, but the other factor that I think feeds into that, so it's a factor of, um, or I say, efficacy, and then the second one would be um, stake. So, like, how much does it affect you? Because at a certain point, if it's entirely foreign, like, on the entire other end of the spectrum, like, if you don't know these people at all, no way you're going to get involved. But then the more and more that it's closer to home, that just automatically makes you want to jump in more. Like, if it's a stranger, probably not. If it's my brother, probably I'm going to say something about it. So that's where I've kind of landed, is it's those two things, I think, that influence. And it's not entirely selfish, but it's just different scenarios have different amounts yeah. of those two things. I like that. It's like, if, so you have two scales. You have the efficacy scale and the stake scale. Mm -hmm. And if the total of those two scales reaches a certain threshold, you engage. Yeah. And it can be all efficacy and no stake, as in the cheating circumstance, or it can be all stake. Well, I guess you have to have some efficacy, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, even it if I didn't think like I could stop you from doing something really, really bad, I would still say something. Like, I would engage. If I thought I had no efficacy, but it was like the person nearest and dearest to my heart, I would still try. So I feel like it could go both ways. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, all stake and no efficacy would be like... Sadder, for sure. Your <laughs> significant other. Your significant other is a self-destructive alcoholic. Yeah. And it's like you have almost no control, but you have to get involved because you're so, you care about them so much. Yeah. Did you have a thought of your own you wanted Ooh. to say? Or were you just going like to piggyback off of mine? <laughs> I was piggybacking off of yours. I liked it. I double stamp your conclusion. Oh, I'm glad. That's flattering. Yeah, I, I kind of, I agree. You, you said it well. Um, the only thing, I, and I'm going to sound like a broken record because I've said this a million times, but the realization I had this week on a run was that the only, and this is probably because I've read it before. It's not that I'm this profound all the time. I'm just absorbing things, but um the only way that you can actively change the world is if you can first accept and change something within yourself because at the end of the day the only thing we have control over is ourselves we we can try oh, we can man. lead by example we can interject and be available for people and you know state our claim but at when it comes down to it it's it's my dad loves this analogy it's like pushing a string you can't push a string it doesn't work right the only way that you can then lead people or you know lead and create that change that you're seeking is if you start pulling people in the direction that you're going and okay so it's like and a lot of that is an oversimplification of social scenarios but in most of them yeah you can look at it as a way of like okay what can i do to make this situation better and and it all it will come down to whether how much stake you have in the game um but and and how you respond but that's kind of how i filter things 
All right. Well, Ryan, I think you have passed the test, and we can officially now hand the podcast off to you, and yep. it will greatly increase <laughs> in quality. I, uh, we have nothing valuable to say, and almost everything you say is profound and beautiful. Oh, you haven't heard me in my day-to-day talk, but yeah, thank I you. think we teed him up for success. <laughs> I'm not giving him that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were parts of the podcast where I really felt like Ryan was running the show. Oh yeah, no, you had the best runs. I'm I'm thinking we're for in sure. danger here, Jay. We need to we're gonna have we're gonna have to not have a guest one time. We gotta so have we can no. prove to ourselves that we, we can still talk to each other. You brought up not the having conversation. guests is the wrong thing because then the the masses will call for a guest after that if we don't have any. What we need to do is have another guest immediately. We gotta call on a stinker. Like I'm talking the worst of the worst. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I think that's what we need All to right, do. I'll think on it. Yeah. Side note, um, just I don't mean to. Your final point was beautiful, and I love it. Um, just kind of it, what made me giggle was that you said you can't push a string, which like perfect analogy. But in my system dynamics and vibrations class, oh. the assumption is that all cables can <laughs> oh, be, no. you can push through the cable. That's like an assumption you have to take into the class. And I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> engineering is ruining me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, at work, whenever we're, like, trying to do stuff and we don't have the right personnel or whatever, everyone just says, we're just up here trying to push rope. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah. you can't do it. Oh, man. Well. All right, yeah. boys. I think, uh, well, I've I've said my piece. It was a real pleasure hearing your thoughts. I was, like, immediately when I thought about this, I was excited to hear your thoughts, Ryan. Yeah. But Happy to yeah. do more. Let me know. Just give yeah. me a week to think about also, it. Also, I'm just glad to, like, yeah, glad to have a conversation with you. I feel like we have, we, we discussed at the beginning, we haven't talked to you in like a year. I know, yeah. It's been way too long. It's same time next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, do we want to check the email? I haven't checked the email yet. Oh, no, we always forget. <laughs> hey, I have not forgotten since we got the email. So, let's journey on over to Gmail territory. While it's loading, because I was not prepared. Okay. Oh, shoot. We got two emails this week, guys. Oh, no. Two emails? Yes. Okay, so. Email numero uno. Should we wait for Ryan? Does he want context? Can you hear us, Ryan? I can hear you. Okay, so. First email. Dear Wilson Bros. Bronson is right in all caps with three exclamation points. As your guest star, I feel... Now, guys, I'm not proud, but she did use an ethnic slur. She said, gypped on the amount I got to say. Oh, wow. Not a good look, emailer. We're gonna, you're on probation for emails. Um, thank you, Bronson, for clearing the air. I demand a redo. Also, the overall message should be that Sydney actually really loves Brian. However, I am the reigning champ of all games. Enjoyed hearing Jay and Bronson's dynamic this episode. Brian's girlfriend. There was no sincerely hey, I know her. It was just hyphen. Yeah. yeah, so I feel like I maybe maybe we could let it slide. I feel like this is a chance for a public service announcement because a lot of people don't know that "gypped" is an ethnic slur. Yeah. Hey, I uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, right. but I actually have to get going. I have another call <laughs> that started okay. at six thirty. <laughs> oh, okay, but that's fine. By all means, we're it was great. To Thank have you so much. Mind. This yeah. was great. I'll send you the audio audio files and uh, look forward to the next one. Sure. Good to have you, bud. See See you guys. Hold the door open for people, all right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. See ya.
Well, yeah, so Ryan looked kind of surprised. I don't know if he knew of this ethnic slur or not, but yeah, it's like referring to gypsies. Yeah. I'm like r- ripping people off. So, so the more you know. Yeah, you won't really get called out on it. that one, but it's like, it's probably not the best to say all the time. Um, anyways, we have another email. Go ahead and read that one. Um, hello, Wilson Bros. Another great episode. I was literally laughing out loud in my office while listening to you guys in Bronson. Thanks for making my Wednesday morning. I know I'm a day behind. Sorry I missed emailing last week. I know you guys greatly look forward to reading my messages every week. Oh boy, we do. Super excited to know that Brian got the Catan expansion pack. Cannot wait for us to be together again soon and play. Hoping we can rope Kyle into it as well. Jay, go and get your email and talk to you about a running spreadsheet. Want to get back into running and have a race to train for this summer so I could use all the resources I can get. I will email you personally. Um... For my song recommendation of the day, Bishop Briggs' River has been on repeat during workday lately. Ooh, so we're getting e- uh, song recommendations from the emailers. Ooh, that's um, good, because I skipped over mine this week. Yeah. Question for y'all. We got a question, Brian. Oh, boy. Um, oh, crap. What is your favorite guilty pleasure song that you will always stop to listen to? I'm a sucker for anything by Good Charlotte or Simple Plan, and I, and I surprise myself by still knowing all the words. Love hearing y'all each week. Hoping I can manipulate my way onto the show as a guest host at some point. Haha. <laughs> Sincerely, hopeful guest host. We love guest hosts. We were just talking about it. We'll we'll uh, like not yeah. rope you into the stinker spot. We got to get somebody else for that because you've been our faithful emailer. But after the stinker, yeah. you're next in line. <laughs> also, very excited to hear that um, some of her guilty pleasure music is Good Charlotte and Simple Plan because. Teen Angst is undoubtedly, hands down, one of the best genres of all time. Oh, yeah? So, <laughs> I love Good Charlotte. Um, I'd say my guilty pleasure, though, is Bruno Mars. No matter what situation I'm in, it just revs me up every time. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. I'd say, so for me, um, I have several song um, songs that I'm not proud of enjoying. Um First one that comes to mind would be, um, I like really like show tunes, but this one I'll actually be proud about most of the time is, um, I will belt out the lyrics to Hopelessly Devoted to You by, uh, oh, what's her name? Olivia Newton-John from Greece. Ooh. <laughs> and, uh, also, yeah, so in addition to that, what else comes to mind? I don't know that one off the yeah. top of my head, but it just sounds great. It's a good sing-along. Um... Other than that, I had an extensive Christina Perry phase, and I still, like, will sometimes listen to some of my favorites from her, so that's definitely one of them. Yeah, that's a, that's some shower singing music for me, too. But for you and I, I think, collectively, know far, far more than the average person in terms of Nickelback lyrics. I'm gonna out both of us. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we grew up on it with Dad. No, yeah, we didn't have a choice. And I thought that's just what everybody liked, so... I know a lot of Nickelback, and I'll still belt out the lyrics. But, anyways, um, thanks for writing in. Please continue to write in. The email is weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Uh, the one listener, I'll email you directly from my personal so we can get some spreadsheets going. I'm excited. But, um, no, great to have Ryan on. Um, but, yeah. Um, until the end of next week, and unless otherwise stated, I suppose, um, my name's Jay Wilson, my lovely co-host, um, sub-host, uh, assistant host, is Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. 
What a marathon of an episode. Dude, I panicked in the scat singing. I had a song prepared, like, because I told... Did I tell you about my new tactic? <laughs> yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, so I, like, pick a song, and then I scat to that song, because it's easier. But um, I blanked. Uh -huh. I had to go for it again, and then in the middle, I was like, shoot, this is definitely a scat that I've done before, so I had to try and change it up. My heart was going. <laughs> oh, man. I also, yeah, I was trying to cut it off, because I feel like the lag is getting worse and worse. <laughs> No, yeah, there at the end it was rough, <laughs> but it's really bad. Uh, what are you yeah. going to do? We're professionals. We made it work.